G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Mike. And I'm Dale. And we are here for one of our updates today, our second one for the season. It is. It's been a few weeks since our last one, but you know, a lot didn't really happen. It's the off season, but actually it's been a few weeks now and it's started to add up and I guess we thought we should chat to you all about what's been going on. Absolutely. Let's let's start off with our hosts. Ronadam, mm. they have their slogan for 2020. Yes. It is Open up, yes. So I was reading a bit about this, and uh, the organisers have intentionally left it very incomplete. Yes. So you can finish it off with whatever it comes to your mind. So what do you think? What was your first reaction? <laughs> Honestly? <laughs> well, look, there is an innuendo in there, but look, let's put that to a side for a moment. I like the fact that... Um, that it can be whatever you want it to be. I yeah. mean, that's kind of... I, I like that. I don't get too caught up in the slogan. It, no. You know, there's ones that work really well, others that don't. I think when you had Ukraine saying celebrate diversity and they had, you know, a bunch of white guys hosting it, it mm. was a bit, you know, counterintuitive. But Open Up is very much, I think, something that I, I guess is a good theme for Europe at the moment mm. as we see sovereign states really kind of closing on itself. We've obviously got Brexit going on. So it's a nice message behind it all. Yeah, I agree with that part about in some parts of Europe, things are probably looking more inwards Mm. than outwards. So um, probably a little bit of a a theme there. Also Rotterdam being Europe's biggest port. Yes. You know, so it it opens up the rest of Europe to, uh, opens up the world to the rest of Europe. So didn't really think about shipping when it came to the (laughs) the slogan. Okay. And look, I like that it's cheeky. I think it's very Dutch. Look, there is an innuendo there. It's like come together. There's a nice, wonderful message, but at the same time, people can, you know, be very immature and juvenile about it, like my initial reaction was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's sort of other things that will be happening around the contest. Look, a few sort of articles out there saying that the 50 50 jury televote voting will continue. Oh, yes, it has been uh, confirmed. There's been a vote, and the 50 50 will continue. There were some discussions. Oh, earlier about they were sussing out whether they wanted to keep the voting as it was. There was a lot of discussion online about what people really wanted to see. Mm. Essentially, we've landed exactly where we were in the first place. So not a, not a big surprise on that. I think it was the Spanish delegation that said the EBU had sort of floated some yes. possible changes. I want to know what the possible changes were. Like, yeah. how, you know, how do we get an idea of what it could be unless we know what the alternative is? Totally. Apparently there was a vote and 80% of delegations voted to stay the same. Yeah, okay. 80%. Yeah. Interesting. The other 20 probably wanted it changed. I'm not really sure. I think what really came through from most fans online was that uh, they're happy with having jury and televote, but I think they want to see a, a revamp of what the actual juries are and the way it's done. Uh, look, who knows if that'll happen or not, but I think the pressure is coming a little bit more on juries and the expectations are higher. And we had quite a, a bit of a disaster with the scoring last year. So I think they'll be on top of it, but we'll see what this year brings. Yeah, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing to revisit these things mm. and ask delegations what they think uh, is the best thing. Um, I, I really do think maybe the reveal of the points might be a little different this year. I don't know if it really worked completely. It did leave us with a bit of drama, so maybe, you know, who knows. True, true, true. We'll, we'll, the reveal will be... You know, revealed later, I guess. Mm. All right, we have A Nation has come back. Bit of a fan favourite, BNT from Bulgaria, has announced their returning. Yeah, this is good. Look, I think 
the fans, they're a massive fan favourite. People love Bulgaria. They have the last few years, and they were devastated when they left. Um, you know, I, I could take them or leave them, to be honest, but I think they... Uh, no, they can... Okay. As, as in, as, no, as like, as in being a massive favourite of mine. But I do think they add something to the competition. And like Australia, they really try hard every single time. You can't say that they're not putting an effort into it. So I think it was good for them to have, you know, one year off. And... They would only come back if I think they're really going to have a serious crack at it. So um, I'm welcoming them back. That's fantastic. And let's see what they bring. Yeah, look, I'm positive about them coming back. You're right. For me, they were one of the delegations that really did give it a crack to win. Mm. They really, really wanted to win. Probably so much that they may have overspent a little for a couple of years. (laughs) That's why we took a bit of a break. Looks like they've got an internal selection announcement coming on the 25th of November. So not far away. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I know I'm expecting something big from Bulgaria. And I really like the way that they just, A number, they announced it on Twitter and then literally within a day or two, we're like, and we're going to announce the internal artist on the 25th of November. And I'm like, just get to the point. I love it. So that is really good. And you know what? A nation's having a year off and coming back have had a good recent record. We saw Ukraine won 2016, Portugal won. Yes. But also others have completely flopped. But you know, I think Bulgaria is serious, and I um, reckon they'll be they'll be gunning they'll be gunning for it. I totally agree with that one. Uh, some other news came out from one of our Eastern European countries, Hungary. Mm. Their national final selection will not be the Adal Show in 2020. Yes. What's your thoughts on that one? Well, look, I think this has had a lot of people jumping the gun and saying that Hungary is definitely out of the competition. That is not the case until it's officially confirmed. We cannot say if Hungary are in or if they're out. It was an interesting worded statement. Mm. I did notice the statement was about Adal in particular. And it was worded similar to producers decided that instead of competing at Eurovision, Mm. uh, they they will help them with opportunities internally. The Hungary, yeah. Exactly. But I mean, that for me is all about just the Adal winners. Yeah. So some people have taken that from MTVA. Some people have taken that. Originally, it was all about Adal. Some other people got in touch with them, like ESC um, Today did. And they, they gave exactly the same statement, but in referring to Eurovision. So people are, are like, wordsmithing this and analysing this <laughs> over the top. You know what? You just can't rule anything out. And the fact that they're being very vague makes me think, well, maybe they will go internal. Maybe they will be part of it. Mm. But also, I mean... Let's, without delving too much into politics, it also wouldn't be a national, uh, a major surprise to see Hungary, who are quite internal looking at the moment, to kind of take a step out. Who knows? Who yeah. knows? Um, I can't say I'm totally heartbroken that Adol's not going to be <laughs> there. No, really, I, I found the process was a a little bit long winded, and b far too much power was given to those judges. And yes. I'm not entirely sure they got the best artists every year out of Adol. So. Yeah, well, I had an issue with the methodology around the approach exactly. of this out of 10 the situation to start with. And then you had certainly, I think it was guaranteed and some of our Hungarian experts were like, every English speaking song will be out before yeah. anything. And that happened. And I think there's other things at play going on there. And I'm, I agree with you. I'm glad they're not doing a DAO. Um, either they take time off or they come back and an internal selection might be really good for them. It's been a fairly successful uh, decade for Hungary, Amazing. actually. So I don't think they're leaving or if they were to step away because they're not getting results. Oh, they didn't make the grand final last year. I don't think that's... That yeah. could just be an excuse mm-hmm. rather than the reason, yeah. I think. Oh. Anyway, I guess stay tuned for news out of Hungary. Mm. Oh, no, yes, we're, we're waiting <laughs> desperately. You can tell it's the off-season. <laughs> yeah. News closer to home. Uh, Kano. Yes. Uh, currently 
tour in Australia. We went and saw them the other night in Brisbane. Yes, indeed. This is the, probably the biggest thing happening for Australian Eurovision fans <laughs> right now. And I think it's so important. I, d- I don't think for European fans who get to see all these artists all the time realise how much this means to us Australians. <laughs> for an artist to travel all the way down here, um, straight after Eurovision pretty much, and do a national tour, not just come down for an OGAE event, but come mm. down for a national tour, is is amazing. And they've had a great reception. Um, we had a great night time the other night. We did. So, so far they've done Brisbane, Adelaide, and a show in Sydney. No, all the shows in oh, Sydney. All, all the done. shows in Sydney. Yep. done. I think they've still got Melbourne to go. Yep, Melbourne Look, tonight. Got to say, for me, it was a great fun set list that they came up with. Mm. It was really, really good. Uh, they were super friendly. You got to have a chance to have a photo with them afterwards and yep. chat to them. They were really, really lovely. Every single fan they had a photo with and would sign anything that was offered to them. Mm-hmm. Um, they just put on an absolute Euro banging performance. It was all their hits, a few covers as well, yeah. and they really gave things that the crowd wanted to hear. Well, speaking of what the crowd wanted to hear, we will pick one of their covers to have a bit of a listen to. Here's Kano with Can't Get You Out of My Head. I loved about their whole performance they knew the audience they were being cheeky they were having fun and you know what it was actually a really good version who knew Yoik could work with Kylie Minogue exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah I really wondered how they were going to weave Fred into it but somehow it really really did work and yeah super fun little gig from uh, Kano and let's hope uh, some of the other artists who perform at Eurovision sort of follow their lead and come down to Australia it would be fantastic mm. the one other thing that is actually been setting people on fire this week is the fact that the collaboration with Electric Fields, mm. um, the amazing Indigenous, um, well, one Indigenous man from that from that group, um, who performed at Australia Size and came second. We all know the history. <laughs> They're doing a collaboration as part of Kano's um, album, which is going to feature half of Indigenous artists around the world. And they also recorded with Tehal Tohiti, a Brisbane-based Maori band as well, where they'll hear. So they'll be featuring both them and Electric Fields on their album. Looking Cannot forward, wait. Looking forward to that collaboration. We'd love to hear what's coming out of there. And great to see Kano supporting Indigenous voices around the world. Fantastic. Totally. Amazing. Fantastic. All right, let's move on to other stuff that's happening around the world. Junior Eurovision's coming up, Dale. And oh. I know we don't, we don't often talk about this, but... Uh, the Australian song is out. Yes, let's have a listen to it. It's Jordan Anthony, We Will Rise. an obvious pick and the reason why is he came fourth in the adult version of The Voice in Australia aged just 14 which is incredible and he did tell us in an interview that he was um, approached to do a Junior Eurovision the very next day after The Voice Grand Final so they certainly had uh, their eyes on him and he'll certainly get people to watch or take interest in the competition here in Australia. Absolutely. We're not going to talk too much about Junior because we have a special 
episode coming up previewing the entire competition. Yes. It's coming up in a couple of weeks' time. It is. But in the meantime, we're actually, with the rest of the Aussie Vision team, doing a day-by-day countdown on our website of reviews and scores of all the Junior Revision songs, so you can go and check them out there. I think we're up to... 13th, it was mm. the wonderful Disney-inspired Kazakhstan today. Got a lot going on there. I have to say, with the uh, build-up to Junior this year, it seems very nice, very drama-free. Mm. Like, I think the adults could take a bit of a, <laughs> a lesson on what's oh, going on Let's here. wait and see. I reckon there's some parents in the behind-the-scenes that are yeah, causing some drama. Um, and also, I noticed TVP, the Polish uh, broadcaster, said if they won, they would be happy to host again next year. So, Getting ahead of yourself there, Poland. Calm you down. Know? Calm you down. You haven't won yet. <laughs> All right, so you wanted... Uh, I'm going to get your, you to touch on our ARIA Awards, which is our Australian sort of Brits. Brits. Grammys. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the very different B-grade version of it. No, but it is. No, look, it's the ARIA Awards. It's the, the yeah. premier music awards here in Australia. And I think the great thing um, for Eurovision artists is that they have good careers after they do Eurovision here. It's not a kiss of death. And I think this has been shown by the nominations this year. Guy Sebastian, who represented us in 2015, has been nominated for five awards, including Male Artist, Pop Release, Video and Song of the Year, Mm. mainly for Choir has been his um, big one for this year. This wasn't my favourite out of the two, but the most successful. (laughs) Jessica Malboy, who, you know, for a lot of people... I don't like to use the word disappointing because we made the grand final, but I think they had high expectations for Jessica. But she's bounced back so great this year. Released a new album just very recently. She's nominated for Female Artist and also Best Video for Little Things, which is an amazing little song, actually. Go and have a listen to that. And Electric Fields, who have just gone on to amazing things since Australia Decides. They have been nominated for Best Live Act. And for anyone who was at the GEC, the Gold Coast <laughs> Exhibition and Conference Centre or whatever it is, um, I think everyone knows how good they are live. Yeah, apparently fantastic at a, ve- uh, at a like festival Festivals. and things like that. But what they showed at Australia Decides, what a live performer. Yeah, wow. They, they had a reputation, reputation for good live act going into Australia Decides, but their profile just went through the roof here. And it just shows you that what a national final can do. It's not always about getting the ticket to the big show. Absolutely. And I guess we're going to hopefully start hearing some names come through for the next edition of Australia Decides. A bit of conjecture, a bit of, uh, what is, what's the word I'm looking for? People throwing out Gossip. names. Yeah, yes. throwing out names so far, I guess, once we start to hear the confirmed lineup, yeah, we We'll have no idea for Start yeah. to get excited. And I think that takes us so that, like, November, look, as we said earlier, we're going to do a Junior Eurovision preview show in two weeks' time. We don't think we'll be doing anything in next week. Just, again, we'll get back to our weekly show once we hit the ground running into national final season. But you never know, and there'll be a lot of big um, announcements this month, including Melfest. We might get some Australia Decides artists mm. and probably the songs for the Albanian national final, which will be happening in December. That's right. We've got the artists, but we don't have songs yet. Indeed. But it's on the horizon. It's all coming up. It is. Yep. Okay. Well, thanks for joining us uh, today. Uh, a lot going on without being too meaty at the moment short and sharp one today yeah indeed so we'll so we'll see you in a couple of weeks uh, to talk all things junior eurovision where we hopefully won't be too shady to these young <laughs> children we will not be shady <laughs> with the kids all right thanks for joining us guys all and right we'll speak to you in a couple of weeks thanks guys bye, bye.